0: Amen. I am so thankful to have one of my dearest and longest friends. It was a long time ago. I was preaching camp meeting in Oklahoma. His dad was the district superintendent, and we got to be friends. I think it was the first day of that camp, and we've been friends ever since. Brother Justin Hancock and his wife, Sister Cherie, and uh, Madison was just a, a baby, that, that first camp meeting, and then all the other, the, the two boys, they're not here tonight, so we can talk bad about them. Those crazy boys came along, and then finally, they bookended those crazy boys with two sweet girls, one at the start and one at the end, and we're so thankful to have Madison and Leah and Sister Sheree and Brother Justin Hancock. I'm going to talk till he gets up here. Amen. Brother Justin Hancock, as you know, if you were here this morning, you know he's a great preacher. But more than that, he is also one of the best men I know, and I'm honored to have my friend with us. Why don't you stand to your feet and make the man of God welcome to Bethlehem, my dear friend, Brother Justin Hancock. Amen. Let's give God a hand
1: clap of praise. Amen. Come on, let's give him a good hand clap of praise. We love you, Jesus. Come on, we love you, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Come on, praise him right now. I love you, Jesus. Oh, yes, I am an overcomer. I haven't overcame because I'm not over there yet. I'm an overcomer. means next week I may face something I'm going to have to overcome going to face something you're going to have to overcome hey amen it's a process when you get knocked down you get back up and you look that devil in the eye and say rejoice not against me oh my enemy because when i fall i shall arise <laughs> amen i am an overcomer you are an overcomer Oh, what an honor it is to be in the house of God tonight uh, with you, precious people, and and our dear, dear friends, and uh, it's it's very intimidating because you have in your pastor one of the greatest uh, preachers in all of Pentecost. Not only that, he's a he's him and his wife; they're Christians, and that is that is so uh, beautiful to see. Uh, them live out encouraging and so uh, you're getting you're getting the uh, second team tonight because the first team is over there but uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be here appreciate my wife and two daughters and and those ornery boys one ran off and got married the other one doesn't think that uh, life can go on if he's away from his girl. so so it's just me and the girls. And, uh, but I love my girls and I love my boys. God's been so good. Aren't you thankful for the goodness of Jesus? When I think of the goodness in Jesus. <laughs> all that he's done for me. Oh, why don't we do that? Why don't we just give it? enter his, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Come on. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I appreciate what I feel in this place tonight. I appreciate the leadership of this church, the musicians, amen, wonderful job, singers, uh, thank you for leading us into his presence, and I just want to obey God tonight, amen. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 4, 2 Kings chapter 4. There he is. He wasn't here this morning. He was out preaching. Happy birthday, my friend. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 4, 16. And he said about this season. Everybody say this season. According to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And the woman conceived and bear a son at that season everybody say that season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life I want to preach by the help of the Holy Ghost tonight from this season to that season from this season to that season and I believe with all my heart this church is stepping into a new season let's lift up our hands and ask God to talk to us can we do that God, I need you. I love you. I praise you, God, Lord. Your word is already anointed. God, I need you to anoint me. God, anoint my mind, anoint my mouth. God, I'll give you the I'll give you the praise and honor. You know I can't do anything without you, Jesus. Come on, let's praise Him right now. Let's praise Him. Open up your heart. Open up your mind. God, I need you to talk to me tonight. I need you to speak life to me. I need you to give me direction. I. Come on, let's reach out to him right now. I need you to declare the word of the Lord in my life, God. Come on, let's praise him right now. Let's love him. One more time, give him a good hecklap clap of praise. Oh, yes, a good heck clap of praise. Turn your neighbor before you're seated and say, it's my season. Come on, say it to somebody else. It's my season. Amen. man, you can be seated tonight. A lot can transpire between verses. Uh, just between those two verses, nine or ten months has transpired. Uh, sometimes uh, things change within verses so drastically. It's the same way in our life, the white spaces, the times in between, the moments when God touches us in the moment when God speaks to us, and then the moment when it actually comes to pass. There's a lot of, there's a lot of time in between sometimes. If we're not careful, it'll frustrate us because we will read something in Scripture and it says one thing and then boom, it happens. Most people think Job's trial was months, not just, and another man showed up, and another man showed up, and another man showed up. But we'll look at things and we'll get sometimes frustrated because we, we, we think it's just supposed to just fall in place. Joseph's trial was years. Amen. If we're not careful, it'll, it'll frustrate our faith to the point that we'll think, God, what are you, when are you going to show up? When are you going to do it in my life? The most dangerous, the most crucial times in our lives are the moments when God speaks in this season, but it doesn't happen until that season. I said it's the most can be the most crucial, most dangerous times because you're holding on to what God promised, but you haven't seen it come to pass yet. Amen. If you're not careful, you're not careful. I, I, I said it this morning, but you'll be weary and well-doing. You'll, you'll be frustrated because you haven't seen it come to pass yet. And I feel the Holy Ghost speaking through me tonight to tell somebody, I understand you were promised something in this season, in your past. And you haven't quite seen it come to pass yet in that season. Uh, but I promise you, God's not a man that he should lie. And if he said he'll do it, uh, you just hold on a little longer you dig your feet in a little deeper and you say, I'm not moving, I'm not leaving, I'm not walking away until I see what God promised come to pass in my life. Amen. Somebody give God a praise right now and thank him that you may not see it now, but you know he's able to do it and it will come to pass. There's times when God is moving in our lives. Those times are typically identified by our testimonies. We're overcomers. By the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimonies. The words of God and his goodness, his faithfulness, his kindness, and his miracle working power. I'm so thankful for the times God has moved in my life. I'm thankful for the moments I can, I can look back over and, and pinpoint and say this was a time that I needed God to speak to me. And he spoke to me. There's times in my life that I was in some low places and I needed a word from God and he stepped in, those are times that we can hold on to those are times that we can, we, we can dig deep and get some faith and know that God's able to do it. Aren't you thankful tonight for the times that God moves in your life? Aren't you thankful that we're not going through life without knowing that he's a faithful God, that he's a just God, that he's a loving God, that he's a forgiving God? I'm thankful I can look back over my life and I do have a testimony of his faithfulness, his kindness, his mercy, his long-suffering. Oh, I want to give God praise for the times he's moved in my life. Growth is painful. Sowing is time consuming. Planting can be taxing, but do it anyway. Do it anyway. I want to encourage somebody who has been praying for a while. God hasn't forgot your prayers. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. God hasn't forgotten what he promised you. It may have been a little space in between. It may have been rough right now. You may not understand when he's showing up, but I promise you, he hadn't forgot about you oh he told Daniel I was fighting with the devil for three weeks I didn't forget your prayer I didn't forget that you called out to me I'm telling somebody tonight that God knows exactly where you're at and he heard you the first time he heard you and he's coming to help you don't get discouraged don't get dismayed don't get frustrated don't allow the enemy to tell you it's not going to happen you stand flat footed and say I don't know when but this season is going to turn into that season one of these days I'm going to." Hold on to the promise God gave me back then. In verse 8 of the same chapter I read my text from, we are introduced to what the Bible calls a great woman. Verse 8 says, it fell on the day that Elisha passed to shoot him. Where was a great woman? And she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as often, everybody say as often, as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. Let me help somebody. There should always be a healthy mix of being fed by your man of God and feeding the man of God. I said there should be a healthy mix from being fed by the man of God and feeding the man of God. Hey, I believe that we need to take time to invest in our man of God and say, here, I want to I want to help you. I want to help you. I, want, I, I, I need you to go with me along this journey. I need your help. I, and so I believe it. as often as he passed by, he stopped in. The Bible says that in verse 9, she says to her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passes by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed a table, a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. I believe the key word of this passage is as often as he passed by. Let it be said to us tonight that we made sure there was room for the spirit of God and the man of God in our life. I said let it be said of us uh, that we made sure there was a place uh, in our homes uh, for the word of God, the- the man of God in our life. I don't know about you, but I need somebody, amen, that often passes by to stop in. a holy man of God to speak into me. I've been discouraged and I'm so thankful somebody would call me up and say it's gonna be all right. As oft as he passed by, he stopped in. Help us, God, learn from this great woman what will happen if we make room If we make room in this season, we can expect the miraculous to follow in that season. Well, the Bible says when he came on, he was going to be born into this world. There was no room for him in the end. Oh, I want to make room for Jesus. I said, I want to make room for Jesus. I want to make sure when he passes by my home, Amen. That he doesn't leave me. He doesn't walk on amen. The Bible says he constrained the disciples, put them in a ship and told them to go the other side, right in the middle of the sea. A storm came up and he would have passed them by. Amen. I want to get God's attention. I want to make sure he has a place in my home, in my life. I want him readily available. I want the man of God to be able to speak into me if I'm doing something wrong or if I need some correction or if I need some help or if I need somebody to say it's going to be all right. I want him to have free course to step in my life and say it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be all right, you're gonna get through this, it's gonna be okay. This season is gonna turn to that season, just hold on a little longer, just trust God a little more. Can I ask you a question tonight? Have you made room for your miracle? When you and I understand that God is greatly moved by how we treat God the authority in our lives, it's then we tap into the miraculous. I said, it's then that we tap into the miraculous. I didn't even plan. These messages to go together, but this morning I talked about it. I'm telling you that God's wanting to do something in somebody's life today. He wants to tap you into something that you haven't understood or seen before. He's wanting to take this church to a dimension that you've been praying about, that you've been believing for, that's been prophesied over you. And God wants us to understand it happens when we make room for our miracle, we make room for our man of God, we make room for the Spirit of God in my life. I want God to step in my home at any time. And shake me. I don't want to be too busy that God can't speak to me. I don't want to be too, frust- too busy that it frustrates Him, but I want Him as often as He can to come by in my life and change my circumstances, change my frame of mind. What you're building now is laying the foundation for your miracle. She didn't know what she was doing. You may have nothing to show for your efforts, but build anyway. Don't let the devil tell you you're wasting your time. Don't let the enemy convince you that you're just wasting your time. No, everything you're doing right now is preparing you for the miraculous step in your life everything you're doing right now is preparing the way for God to give you what you've been praying for. You're not wasting your time. You're not passing by idly. You're not just going through the motion but you are you are putting in place the things that God Amen, wants to have in place for you to have your miracle, for you to have your breakthrough. It's time that we build anyway. It's time that we say there's something going on and I want to get in the flow. There's something moving and I want to make sure I build. I perceive he's a mighty man of God and I want to do something that makes him stop by my house you may not understand why you're being led to do what you're doing but trust me, God's plan is bigger I said God's plan is bigger you're about to see what all the barrenness was all about this season you're in right now or that you have been in It represents hurt and pain, rejection, disappointment. Come on, somebody. I said the season you've been in is a frustrating season. Some of you were so thankful that a new year broke free because 2022 had you bound. 2022 had some things weighing on you. It was hard for you to pray. It was hard for you to dance. And so when it turned from 31st of December to the 1st of January, there's a little bit of hope creaked up inside of you. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Your past season... this season that you just come out of uh, representing a lot of pain and a lot of heartache uh, but I feel the word of the Lord speaking to somebody right now you're about to step into something uh, that you've been praying for that you've been dreaming about uh, God didn't just turn over a new calendar year but he turned over a seasonal change uh, that says what you brought with you ends on the 31st uh, I've got something new for you i got something better for you i got something deeper for you you're not going to be succumbed by the failures of the past season. Something new. Somebody shout new. Somebody shout it's my season. This season you may have nothing to show for it but keep building. This season may look like a barren field but keep sowing. You may be barren right now and it may look like things will never change but I've come to tell you what you do in this season. See, the devil tried to frustrate some of you, tried to stop you from being faithful. He put so much pressure on you that you almost gave up last year, but you made it. You're still here and the fact that you're still here lets me me know that you understand there's a God uh, of the promise uh, that says you know what Uh, I'm just going to go one more year I'm going to go one more time around this earth I'm going to try my best uh, and I promise you this uh, your help's coming somebody's been praying for some help uh, and I've come to tell you your help is coming Uh, somebody's been praying uh, I don't want to do it by myself uh, and God's sending somebody your way to be that pledge, to be that place in the gap of your life to take you from this season to that season Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 to everything there is a season look at your past and say that was a season not a sentence it was a season not a sentence seasons change Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost touching somebody right now. And there's a purpose under the heaven for every time. Here in tonight's church, you may not see it right now, but there is a season and there is a time. It may just not be time yet, but keep holding on because seasons change. Oh, seasons change. Season of change. You're barren, little woman. Your husband, the Bible says, she was, he was old. There was no chance of her having a child. But she built a room anyway. I'm preaching to somebody tonight, you may have been given quote unquote" a death sentence over your dream and you don't think it's ever going to happen. I'm telling you by faith, you keep building, you keep planting, you keep sowing and I promise you, I feel it tonight, there is a seasonal change coming in your room, coming in your home, coming in your womb. God's fixing to do something that you never thought was possible. Psalms 1 and 3, and he shall be uh, like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in what? His season. Let me talk to somebody right now. My season may not be your season. You might be a fig tree. I might be an apple tree. You might be a pear. They have different cycles. And just because it's not happening in my life and it's happening in your life doesn't mean I just walk out on God. And throw my hands up and say it's not gonna happen. No, I gotta understand something. There's a season that I'm in right now, and I'm not your tree, and you're not my tree. And whatever happens is by divine providence. I'm just gonna hold on a little longer. I'm gonna pray a little louder. I'm gonna dance a little higher. Come on, I'm gonna jump a little higher. I'm gonna dance. I'm gonna praise him because I believe that through all this, there's a seasonal change gonna happen, and I wanna be ready. I wanna be ready when it starts to bud. I wanna be ready for the harvest. When things start to change, somebody ought to stand to your feet right now, throw your hands up, and say, It's my season. I'm coming out of this season into that season of promise. Come on, somebody, it's my season. Somebody take ownership of this night right now. I'm not going back to the way I was. I'm not going back to the thought process I had. I'm not going back to the old habits. They died with this season. It's a new season, and I'm ready for the harvest. I'm ready to see what God's going to do in my life. There's a due season coming. Be not weary in well doing for in due season. I said, be not weary in well doing for in due season. Somebody needs to quit frustrating the process. There's a due season. You don't determine the due season. He does. What you gotta do is build while you're waiting on the due season. I said, You don't determine the due season, He does and I'm going to keep building while I'm waiting for my season to come due. Somebody, I'm here to tell you right now, it's been 10 years, it's been 15 years, mama, that you've been praying for that boy. Don't get frustrated. It just wasn't his season yet, but to everything, there is a season. To every time, there is a purpose. It may not be now, but it's coming. It may not be tomorrow, but it's coming, and I refuse to do anything less until Till it comes a path. I'll give God praise right now. Come on, give me praise right now. It's my season. It's my season. I held on in this season. held on in this season I said I held on in this season there's a reaping due God oh, I'm, I'm telling somebody right now there's a reaping that you're about to experience don't be weary don't be weary keep building that room keep praying those prayers keep fasting Come on, somebody. I said, there's a due season coming. There's a due season coming. God hadn't forgot about you. God didn't write you off. God didn't forget your name. No, it just was a season that you were in. It was just a season that you're trying to step into. And don't get frustrated because it was not your season. Everything has a season. Those that sow in tears will reap in joy. It may have hurt you then, but you held on. It may have caused others to walk away, but you're still standing. Don't, be, don't, don't allow yourself to be beat up. And the devil reminds you of unanswered prayers. Listen, you're still here. And you still got some faith. When you build for something you didn't think was going to happen, God gives you something that you never thought possible you 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 just keep building I don't know why I'm building this for another purpose but God says I know the real reason why you're building it listen somebody needs to understand don't be weary in well-doing why am I doing this God they're not moving why am I still doing this God they're not changing I'm telling you they just haven't stepped into their season yet it just hasn't come to pass yet but you keep on shooting my woman you keep on you keep on sir because seasons they change and something's about to happen in your world that you've been praying for for a long time. This great woman refused to allow the barrenness of this season in her life to keep her from building and preparing for that season that would soon be coming. She wasn't just building the man of God a room, but she was building a heritage. She was building something that provided the seeds to a harvest she thought was impossible to reap. I said she was building something that provided the seeds to a harvest she thought was impossible to reap. Her husband was old. The bloodline was about to end, but faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. When it looks impossible, look out for your miracle. When it looks like you can't see it coming to pass, you stay faithful. You stay building. You stay sowing because God is not mocked. What a man sows, that will he also reap. God's not going to be mocked by your faith in him to do what he said he would do there's a season gonna change something's gonna transfer something's gonna happen something's gonna awaken something's gonna come to pass say it with me God's not mocked it's gonna come to pass he's not gonna lie if you hold on during this season that season is still coming tonight I feel something for somebody. You're entering into your certain season. You've been feeling God move on you. I'm here to pronounce over your life, your past is over. I'm I'm here to speak over every devil in hell that tells you you'll always be a drunk, you'll always be an addict, you'll always be a mistake. No, every man that comes to God, he becomes a new creation in Christ Jesus. My past season's over, my past is dead, that was that season, I've got a new season, I'm coming out of this, I'm going to have victory, I'm going to have harvest, I'm not a mistake, I'm not a failure. You're entering into your certain season. I want you to stand. I don't be much longer. John 5 and 4, for an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. God has you appointed for a certain season that he fixes everything. Anybody believe that? I said, there's a certain season somebody's stepping into where those things that you thought was impossible, this man had sat there for 38 years. But a certain season, amen. Listen, listen, here's the good thing about God. He's not dictated or bound by the seasons of this world. It was a certain season and he had missed his opportunity. But guess what? God showed up and said just because you've been trying, just because you've been coming for 38 years, just because you didn't give up, I'm about to do what you've been praying what happened in your life there's a season a certain season you're stepping into a certain man was there was had an infirmity 38 years when Jesus saw him lie he had been there a long time he said wilt thou be made whole I want you to, I want you to go home and study this John chapter 5 when the, when the conversation begins Jesus says wilt thou be made whole The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. He was there 38 years, and the conversation consisted of 38 words. God's got a word for every year. You haven't had it come to pass. You hold on. You don't quit. Oh, the fact that you're here lets me know you want to go one more round. This might be the night. This might be the moment. I'm telling you right now, God's got a word for every year that you've been in your season trying to think and thinking it's never going to happen. God takes what we thought was impossible and begins to do something through his word. Somebody here today needs to stop waiting for the waters to be troubled and get what you've been needing for a long time. I've got a word for every year you've waited. Though I tarry, I will come. Brother Voskis, there's there's a portion of scripture that's, that's that it's going to be one of those things. If we're allowed to ask, if I'm allowed to talk to him, if I don't know what's going to happen up there, but I want to get beside Nathaniel one night, and I want to ask him about his introduction to Jesus, because they brought Nathaniel to Jesus. And you know what? You know what Jesus said to Nathaniel? Listen to me, it's the most it's one of the most vague things in all of Scripture. He simply says, I saw you under the fig tree. And it made Nathaniel say, You're the Messiah. You're the Christ. You're the one. I don't know what his season represented, but I'm here to tell somebody. Jesus said, I saw you. See, the enemy would like to convince you that he don't care about you. He doesn't know where you're at. You're somehow lost in the shuffle of life. But I'm here to tell you, your season's about to change because you stayed faithful in this season. Don't lie to me, man of God. Don't lie to me, is what she said. You know my husband, he's too old You know time's running out. Don't lie to me, man of God. He said, oh no. You're about to step into that season. And I want somebody right now to lift up your hands. And I want you to know assuredly tonight that God saw you when you were all by yourself. I want you to understand something tonight that God saw you when you thought nobody cared about you when you thought you were all by yourself when you thought he had forgotten about what he promised you when you thought that somehow he passed you over I'm here to tell somebody he saw you and if you would join with me wherever you're at right now I want you to lift up your hands as high as you can get them I want you to lift your hands as high as you can get them. Come on, I want you to get them as high as you can get them. And I want you to say this God, I trust you. And then I want you to take a step. This church has just stepped into a new season. Your life, you just stepped into a new season your family has just stepped into something that's gonna change the course come on if you believe it praise him right now if you believe it magnify him right now if you believe it cry out to him right now to the discouraged I say keep coming to the weary I say don't stop now to the lonely your help is coming this season is about to turn into that season come on praise him praise him Bethlehem Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Listen, when you made that step, you let go of all your past. When you made that step, your past fell off. The discouragement left you, the shame left you. It's my season. Come on, somebody shout it, it's my season. I'm stepping into something greater. I'm stepping into something greater. Come on, praise him right now. Praise him right now. Praise him right now. Praise him. Let faith arise. Come on, pray with somebody right now. Help somebody along the way. Help somebody along the journey. Say, come on, we're going to a new season. We're going to a new season. You're not a mistake, you're not a failure. Come on somebody, step out. Step, 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 step. It's mine. It's my season. It's my season. I've been building for this. I've been preparing for this. Come on, praise him right now. Lift your voice, lift your voice. Come on, lift your voice, lift your voice. My past is over. Come on, somebody need to shake the dust off your feet. Somebody need to shake the dust off your feet. Oh, I'm not going there no more. I'm not that person. I'm not that person. I'm not that person. Come on, praise Him. Come on, praise Him. My past is over. I'm not going back. I'm stepping into my season. I'm stepping into my season. Come on, pray with somebody right now. Somebody shout out to God with a voice of triumph. Somebody leap for joy. Somebody dance. Somebody praise Him. Come on, praise! I'm moving, I'm going back. I'm ahead. I'm yes! To you. Come on, somebody pray with somebody right now. My past is over. Come on, pray with somebody right now. Pray with somebody right now. I'm I'm going on. I'm stepping into the promise. Come on, yeah, I'll sing that. He makes all things new. Oh, yes, he does. Come on, praise him, praise him, praise him. Come on, lift your voice. It's my season. That season was barrenness. That season was brokenness. This season, I was empty. You know Jesus!
0: Can you thank him for a word from the Lord tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Reach over and lay your hand on somebody close to you and begin to pray for them. Pray the blessings of the Lord on on your brother, your sister. Pray the goodness of God into their life. Speak words of hope and encouragement and life. The word of faith is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. Begin to speak a blessing over your brother and your sister. Speak, Speak the good word of God. You don't know how much criticism and insults they might hear all week long. And so you need to speak life over your church family right now. Speak life over your children, over your spouse, over your brother, your sister, your friend. Speak the word of life. God, I speak health and hope and blessing over your people. I speak peace and joy and comfort. In the name of Jesus, I speak the power of your mercy and grace the power of your hope and kindness. In the name of Jesus. Oh, that's right. Pray one for another. What you sow, you reap. What you pray over your church family comes back to you too. In the name of Jesus. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost moving here right now. You're sowing seeds for your harvest by how you pray for your brother and sister. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Back in November, back in November, I flew into St. Petersburg, Russia, a place that's very near the Arctic Circle. that gets to negative 40 Celsius there that's 40 negative reasons for me not to be there right now the walls to their buildings are this thick to keep that, that bitter cold that lasts for months out I went there it was just at the shift of the season it was comfortable for us here but there it was 18, 19 degrees and they, while I was there the first day it was about 40 while I was there by the time I left they had those Russian fur hats you know, over their ears where because when you go into a new season you gotta act like you're in a new season you don't live in a new season like you're in the last season and so some of us, if we want to walk in our new season, when we leave here, we're gonna to have to be different than we were when we came in. You need to live like you got destiny on your life. When the devil tries to tempt you to lower your standard of life, you gotta say, No, I'm in a new season now. I'm in a whole new different season. I've changed everything. Amen. If if you will, if you will take a, a step back a little bit, and i want to ask our ministers, if they will, to come forward and to begin to help. We're going to take the Lord's Supper in just a few moments. I might remind you before we do that that men's breakfast is next Sunday morning, 8 o'clock, so please remember that, men's breakfast next Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. In the darkness of an Egyptian night. In the privacy behind their blood-stained doors. Israel stood at the ready. Eating the lamb whose blood stained their home. Their shoes were on their feet. Their staff was in their hand. They acted with expectancy. Because God had promised that he would pass over. That night, for the first time in over 400 years, God's people tasted freedom. It became an annual celebration for them, the Passover, commemorated, according to the Scripture, throughout all their generations. To commemorate, they took their bread and wine It became a celebration for what happened in Egypt until one Passover where a man born of a virgin was crucified during that Passover season. As he shed his blood, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. It was the blood of the lamb on the cross that gave new meaning to that Passover. Now it was not just celebrating what happened in Egypt, but it's celebrating that the lamb died and purged from all sin. And so, to the church, this is more than a ritual this is more than a ceremony the Bible said in First Corinthians 11 that Jesus when he had taken Paul's describing it he, when he had given thanks he break it, the bread and he said take, eat this is my body which is broken for you this do in remembrance of me and after the same manner he took the cup When he had supped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. The sacrament that we're going to partake of tonight bears witness to the covenant relationship between God and his people. It's called the Lord's Supper. It's designed to cause our hearts to remember what Jesus did for us in his death. We're here at the very early stages of a brand new year. Or if I can borrow the words of our evangelist, a brand new season. It's important to remember that the Lord's Supper is commanded. This do in remembrance of me. For a disciple, this is not optional. This remembrance entails the use of two tangible elements, the bread and wine. It's important that we understand that it's not enough to simply say, remember what Jesus did. But the bread and wine are put in our hands. For it was our sins that He died for. When we eat the bread and drink the wine, the elements remind us that we are spiritually to ingest Christ into our lives. The bread and the wine are digested into our body. It's absorbed into our body. It becomes part of who we are. And spiritually, when we participate in the Lord's Supper, we ingest who He is. The Catholics believe in something called transubstantiation, where they believe that the bread literally becomes His body and the wine literally becomes His blood. And we don't believe that. We believe that they represent His body and blood. He said, this do in remembrance of me. It's personal. He said, "I want you to remember me." Not the church. Not the religious system. But remember me. What we're doing now is about Jesus and what he did. It's not about Abraham, it's not about Moses, it's not about David or Simon, Peter, James, or John. This is about Jesus. Do it in remembrance of me. And by remembering him, we proclaim. We proclaim him until he comes. What we're saying, he said, this do in remembrance of me. And as often as you do it, you're proclaiming me until I come back. We're not just remembering a cross from 2,000 years ago, but we proclaim that the power of that cross is still alive right now. That the power of that blood still washes and the power of His broken body still redeems and sets free. This then is not merely an ordinance that looks to the past, but it's an ordinance that points to the future, to the new season. The sacrament draws us into communion with Christ, And it draws us into communion with each other. If our ministers will help us to pass the elements. If you'll take it and hold it till we all take it together. Parents, if you have children, it's at your discretion if they participate. We don't force anybody. that want to be served that have not been served yet if you'll slip your hand in the air we'll make sure they find you somebody point there's right over, right over here in this section if you want to be served and have it been served I think they've got bread they need, they need the cup over here brother Austin right in this area get in a hurry. Are there any others that want to be served that have not yet been served? I'll wait for our ministers to bring the plates back. That'll be my indication that Everyone that wants to be served has been served. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Lord, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus blood. Thank you for your body, God, that was broken. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He took on his body the chastisement of our peace. He bore the weight of my transgressions. God, I thank you for offering your body for my redemption. I thank you for offering your sinless sacrifice to cover my sinful life. And God, I thank you for the blood. Come on, this is a time of thanksgiving, of worship. God, I thank you for the blood that you let flow out of your body the blood of bulls and of goats, it was not possible that they take away sins. And so you came to give your blood. My blood couldn't pay the price. And so you shed your blood. And God, we remember tonight As we step here into the early days of a new year, we remember the price that you paid for our salvation, for our redemption. Your body and blood, broken and shed, given as sacrifice for each and every one of us. And God, not only do we remember what you did, but we proclaim your death until you come. We proclaim to this generation that the blood still works and that your body still paid the price. That the offer of salvation wasn't just 2,000 years ago, but that it still is alive and there's dominion over sin, over addiction, over any ailment, over any sin, over anything that could bind us. And God, we proclaim that you're still a Savior, And that you're still a deliverer. And you still make a way when there seems to be no way. That God, your blood still flows. And your body still redeems. And God, we thank you. And I pray over the bread and the blood. The bread and the wine. God, that you would let it to be a blessing to your body. Your church body. As we partake tonight. Together. God, in solemn remembrance and in hopeful proclamation, we do tonight in Jesus' name. If you will, take the bread and remember his body that was broken for our sins. And he said, this do in remembrance of me. And now the fruit of the vine, Representing his blood. This do, he said, in remembrance of me. Oh God, I thank you. It's a time of prayer and reflection. Oh God, I thank you. I thank you, God, because there's life in the blood. I thank you, God, because there's power in the blood. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, God. Amen. Spend some time in prayer. Spend some time in prayer one for another. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you for my church family. Bring us into communion with each other. Through your body and blood, bring us together. Through your body and blood, God, bring us into unity. Thank you, Lord.